Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Matthew, host of the Children's Book Podcast and your pal and confidant in this space for the past eight years or so. Those of you who are friends with me on Facebook know that this past week has been particularly challenging for personal reasons. I was abused as a child by a member of my church. Last week, my abuser sent me a connection request through LinkedIn. This is not the first time he's tried to contact me. Several years ago, he tried a friend request over Facebook. That experience sent me down a really dark and difficult path. But this recent experience, it was something different because I have found my voice and in it, I have found my strength. I've been working on a new show since taking on my role as head of podcasts at a kid's book about. Not only am I helping a number of hosts launch what I think are going to be really amazing and needed podcasts. I'm also hosting the flagship podcast, A Kid's Book About the Podcast. On the show, I talk to our A Kid's Book About authors about the big topics we tackle in our book series. It's a show for kids that talks up to kids because we know they're ready. Our episodes to date have centered on racism, divorce, feminism, disabilities, and anti-Asian hate, to name a few. I highly encourage you to check out the show with your kids, students, family, or anyone who needs to hear it, especially if that person is you. You can find a kid's book about the podcast anywhere you find podcasts. I'd like to share with you our newest episode with a kid's book about author Evelyn Yang, who wrote about sexual abuse. In it, I also tell my abuse story for the first time with my voice on a public and recorded forum. I know that many, too many of you were also affected by sexual abuse. I want to give you some of my strength. I also want others to know how you can help to give strength to all of us victims and survivors because we cannot break down the taboo and stop this cycle from happening over and over if we're not willing to discuss the issue aloud. Here's the show. Quick note, this episode is about a topic that might be sensitive to young listeners. The content is appropriate for listeners ages 5 and up and does not include explicit or graphic language, but it's probably best to listen to this episode with a trusted adult in case you have questions. Questions are always a good thing to have. 
If for any reason you suspect a child is being sexually abused, please seek additional help and local resources. If you're in the U.S., you can talk to someone who's trained to deal with these situations by calling the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 800-656-HOPE. That's 4673. Or chat online at online.rainn.org. Okay, let's start the show. What is sexual abuse? I do not know. It's okay that you do not know. To me, sexual abuse means when one person abuses another person's body and exploits their body, including their private parts, in a bad way without the person's consent. To discuss sexual abuse, I'm going to talk about each word individually. Sexual is a word referring to your private parts. The areas of your body that are just for you that are almost always covered. Abuse refers to when someone touches, shows, does, or says something hurtful to you on purpose. So when we put the words together, sexual abuse, it means when someone touches, shows, does, or says something hurtful to or about your private parts. But let me be clear, sexual abuse does not have to physically hurt to be sexual abuse. Welcome to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm a teacher, a librarian, and I'm your host. The voices you heard at the top of our show were from Trent, Pritam, and Evelyn. Each week we talk about the big things going on in your world with a different author from our A Kid's Book About series. Hi, my name is Evelyn Yang. I'm a mother, a wife, an author, an advocate for people who have experienced sexual abuse, which is what I'll be talking about on today's episode. My husband ran for president in 2020, which gave me a unique opportunity to talk about my own experience with sexual abuse. I am the author of a kid's book about sexual abuse. Listeners, sexual abuse is a challenging topic for kids and grown-ups alike to talk about. When something is not talked about openly in public, we refer to it as taboo. And unfortunately, by keeping sexual abuse taboo, by not talking about it, we give power to the people that abuse others. Sexual abuse is taboo because it involves our private parts, which we don't often talk about. We don't see each other's private parts, so we don't usually talk about them. But sexual abuse is something that we should talk about because it's important to keep us safe and our bodies safe. Kids need to learn the signs of sexual abuse to be able to recognize it in case it ever does happen and also learn how important it is to talk about no matter what. Sexual abuse is also taboo because so many people walk around with trauma related to sexual abuse. Because there are so many survivors, that means there are a lot of people who are hurting who have never been able to talk about their experience. By talking about it, we can heal each other and be better at keeping each other safe and healthy. That's tricky, right? It feels like a subject we shouldn't be talking about because it involves our private areas. And yet by not talking about it, it's hard to understand just how frequently people, and especially kids, are sexually abused. 
There are different statistics and different organizations have measured it over time. And the one that really stung was as many as one in four girls and one in six boys. I even think that that number for boys might be underreported because it's harder, I think, for boys in our culture and men in our culture to come forward with these stories. Tell someone is a line you will read over and over in a kid's book about sexual abuse. It's the line that stuck with me when I first read it, and it's the line that's on my mind right now, which is why I want to tell you what I'm about to tell you. When I was eight or nine years old, I was sexually abused by a member of my church. His name was Mark, and he was not someone I knew, but he was someone my parents knew. He was a teenager, and my mom and dad paid him to babysit my younger brother and me once or twice. And each time he did, he sexually abused me. He played a movie on our TV, and while it was playing, he told me to do things to his body. I was confused. I didn't know why he was telling me to do those things. But I also knew that he was in charge, and that made me feel like he wouldn't tell me to do something that was wrong. He took advantage of me, and it is still something that affects me today, over 30 years later. I can't remember if I told my parents, but I can remember that this experience became a thing that I locked away in my brain and didn't talk about until much, much later, when, as an adult, I began seeing a therapist. My therapist, Dr. Kara, helped me to understand that it was not my fault. It was never my fault. And together, we called the police department to report this crime that had happened when I was a kid. I'm okay, and I found a lot of strength in being able to understand and talk about my story. That's actually why I'm sharing it with you now, to help give you some of my strength, in case you are a person that needs it. I'm a survivor of sexual abuse which means someone did something hurtful to me in this way. It can really happen to anyone, especially kids. One of the most important things to know is that sexual abuse oftentimes happens when someone we know hurts us. In my case, my doctor hurt me. I was confused because I thought my doctor was someone I could trust. So this means that even someone you care about could possibly be capable of sexual abuse. It's important to know that if sexual abuse happens to you, it is not your fault. For kids, sexual abuse usually happens when bigger people want to feel powerful. They don't have to be bigger than you, but most of the time they are. When a grown-up has some kind of authority or power, they can take advantage of people who are smaller. So it could be someone who's older hurting someone who's younger than them. It could be someone like a doctor, in my case, having power and control, and who liked making me feel small and helpless. It's also important to know that talking about sexual abuse can lead to preventing it from happening again or from happening to someone else. Unfortunately, this particular topic is one that we do not talk enough about, given how prevalent it is. So many people are sexually abused. So many people are walking around with the trauma of sexual abuse. And so the more we talk about it, I'd like to think that the less it can happen or the less it can continue to happen, and the more 
we can support each other because you can't support each other unless you know what happened. If you ever find yourself in a situation when you are being hurt by someone you thought you could trust, do not feel guilty. It's important that you remember that it's not your fault. It's never your fault. We'll be back in a minute with Evelyn and the answers to questions submitted by listeners right after this break. Welcome back to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about sexual abuse with Evelyn Yang. This conversation may be causing you to think about a topic you haven't given much thought to before. I invite you to sit with whatever questions might be coming up. It's good that you have those questions. Your grown-up might have questions too. I still have lots and lots of questions. As you sit, think about how thinking about survivors of sexual abuse makes you feel. Matt. Why? Because I don't like people touching other people's private space on their body. If people do not want to be touched in their private space, don't touch them in their private space, especially kids. Uh, um, thinking about survivors of sexual abuse makes, makes me feel sad because the victim has gone through such a horrible experience and it's very hard for them to recover from that experience and um, to talk about it and it also makes me angry that the perpetrator feels that they have the power to abuse someone's body like this and they really don't. When I think about survivors like me, I feel like I'm not alone. I feel empowered. The truth is there are millions of survivors around the world. When it happens to you, it can feel scary. It can feel like you're alone. But I hope if you ever find yourself in a situation when someone is sexually abusing you and you're scared and don't know what to do, I hope you remember that it's normal to feel scared, but that it's so, so important to speak up and tell someone about what happened to you. You aren't alone and it's never your fault. There are so many people across the world who have experienced this exact same thing, and you should never feel alone. You should never feel alone. I love that reminder because it's true. Sometimes it feels like we're all alone, like we're the only ones who have ever felt or gone through what we're feeling or going through. But you're not. You don't need to feel alone. After my own experience of sexual abuse by my doctor, I was trying to find a way to explain what happened to me to my own two kids. I realized that it was really important to keep them safe. Most books about sexual abuse are written by doctors or clinicians, people who study the subject, but who have not necessarily experienced the subject. I wanted to tell my story from the viewpoint of a survivor, how I felt, what I did, what happened to me, so that kids can learn about it from this true story, from a a real person. A Kid's Book About was the perfect series for my book because they have a lot of experience taking difficult topics like this one and making them more relatable to kids. We received a number of questions for Evelyn. Today we're hearing from two listeners, Trent in Florida and Pritam in California. Here's Trent. 
why are people mean and why would people touch other people in that person's private space if they don't want it or if they're kids? That's a great question, Trent. People are usually mean because making other people feel bad gives them a sense of power and control. There are different ways to be mean. And I think the root of it is usually to try and feel powerful. And it's easier to feel powerful over kids because kids are smaller. So that's why kids need to be aware of this kind of situation. Next, we're hearing from Pritam. Question I have about sexual abuse is how to make laws that are fair and that can help victims of sexual abuse and make sure that justice is given to them. Um, like, for example, we can, like, you can create rehabilitation for sexual abuse survivors who have trauma from their experience. That's a great question, Pritam. I think it's so wonderful and powerful that you're thinking about laws to protect survivors of sexual abuse because survivors of sexual abuse need protection. We know that it's very difficult to come forward with this kind of experience to begin with. And, you know, as a survivor, we're worried about people believing us, people taking us seriously, and we do need laws to help us feel more comfortable to come out with our experiences. And so we need better laws to fix things so that when other people come forward next time, that they're treated better. I had one last concern that came to mind when I was speaking to Evelyn. I know that sometimes we ask our friends to keep secrets for us, to make sure they don't tell anyone else. Often it's because we're afraid that it could make the situation worse. If a friend tells you a secret about them that has anything to do with sexual abuse or really any topic that makes you worried or concerned, Evelyn shares this advice. If a friend confides in you, it's important to tell a trusted adult. It's the only way that you can help them. It's important to remember that this is a very serious problem that only an adult can help with. You should not, however, tell other friends because it might make your friend feel embarrassed. The number one thing to do is to tell a trusted adult. You should always trust the power of your voice. Speaking up when you think something can be wrong, trust that you will be believed and that what you say can make a difference. Also, should you ever find yourself in an abusive situation, oftentimes it can feel so overwhelming that maybe everything you've learned about what to do like saying no and running to a safe place, could all go out the window. That is very understandable. And the most important thing to know is to tell a trusted grown-up about what happened. It's worth saying aloud again, if something, anything happens to you, tell a grown-up that will listen. And if you don't feel like they listened, find another grown-up and tell them. Just make sure that you tell someone. So kids, any situation, any situation where you might feel speaking up is uncomfortable. 
but it could help yourself. It could help other people. It's a really important life lesson, I think, to just use your voice and it will be powerful and you can change lives. Thank you to Evelyn Yang, author of a kid's book about sexual abuse, for joining us today. And thanks to our very special kid voices for helping make this episode what it is. My name is Trent. I'm seven years old. And I live in Florida. And my favorite thing is reading and animals. Hello, my name is Brita Mishri and I am 12 years old and I live in California. Some of my favorite things are biking, reading, and playing board games. Thanks, Trent. Thank you, Pritam. If you want to be on a future episode of A Kid's Book About, the podcast, or if you have a question you'd like us to consider, have a grown-up email us at listen at akidspodcastabout.com and we'll send you the details. A Kid's Book About, the podcast, is written, edited, and produced by me, Matthew Winner, with help from Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory, and this show was brought to you by A Kid's Podcast About. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are found. And if you like this episode, consider sharing it with a friend, teacher, or grown-up. Join us next week for a conversation about change with a kid's book about author, David Kim. There are many, many more important conversations to be had on so many different topics. I encourage you all to listen to a kid's book about the podcast. The link is in the show notes, or you can find it anywhere you find podcasts. May these conversations serve you well, and may you all find your strength or the strength needed to pass on to others. We'll talk again soon. Bye for now. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.